Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to loaf. You know what they say about playing the game? You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Council, coming at you live on an Easter Monday. As always, we're calling ex-Hong Kong Rugby League board member, current resident of Melbourne, Victoria, not a rugby league town, Jack Muir. How's it going? Uh, good, mate. Good, mate. Um, I think you need to stop uh, introducing me as the ex-Hong Kong Rugby League board member, mate. I don't talk about... Yeah, we don't introduce... Well, I suppose they do on Fox Sports, don't they? They say he's Premiership played 13 or... and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they talk about, oh, I did one, one, one premiership with the Knights, but, you know, the people don't want to hear it. No, no, Malcolm isn't a league town, I agree, but... Is it improved? I've said it to a few people. I think... I don't know whether it's because of the internet and all the media these days, but... I basically can go through this town not even knowing what's happening in VFL. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that's yeah, I, I just cuz I don't read papers, right? Yeah, but okay, I get, no, I'm neither do I. Internet, so you can pick what uh, media you want. I have Foxtel which I just it's basically stuck on 502. Have you have you broken the control so you can only watch 502? <laughs> <laughs> no, cuz I sometimes have to check, put over the cricket and that, you know. So yeah, good call. Good call. But um it's, it's it's quite funny. So, I mean, as I said, I mean, Hong Kong, you can't really call a league town until I got there. But I still kept the breath. I mean, I, I was co-host of Asia's um, number one leading podcast, wasn't I? It was a league podcast. So. We're, we're, we're huge in Asia and um, still have a, a number of very passionate fans um, in Hong Kong. But one person actually um, emailed back, and I think he's a board member too, in just um, one word back to... The um, the email this week and just hit unsubscribe. Um, yeah, okay, that was Neville Metcalf, who is a big league man. I think he, well, he's the chairman of Hong Kong Rugby League, uh, and he's oh, a great league man. But he's one of those guys that I think gets just totally frustrated by league people just talking about the NRL. Yeah, he's a big Bradford Bulls man, and he sort of you know I was texting him today and we we're talking about like the toughest UK forwards and stuff. He said so he reckons hey, you you are up. talking to him, you are talking to him, and oh slack off about subscribing. <laughs> Fuck, I hope so. Yeah, and everyone else had a go at him too on the uh, Hong Kong Rugby League volunteers forum. So you know if you if you're gonna unsubscribe, what I won't yeah. be, I won't be letting him unsubscribe. I'll continue to feed to him. Well, is it yeah, actually, it is, it's illegal, and I should know that. Um, well, yeah, look, he doesn't have to open. I, I'm sure Neville's not going to take us to court, so Neville's all right. But I think if you, if somebody like... Oh, fuck, as, I long, don't as, know, as long as he subscribes to iTunes. Subscribe. As long as he subscribes to iTunes, so I don't give a fuck. Well, you heard that yarn. Oh, I fucking thought about that. Sorry about language. But the other day, where I threatened... And this is ridiculous. this is when my real anti-union days, that, which are Could still you... alive and well. Yep. Uh, nah, I'm not as extreme now. And, and when I talk about extremism, like, do you know where the head of New Zealand RARA is? Where the head offices? Um, no. It's in Wellington on the waterfront there. Mm-hmm. I was so um, fired up at one day. Somebody slagged that young officer. I will go in and suicide bomb the NZRL HQ. I know it's the RARA HQ. Like people didn't, that didn't go down too well. Who'd you say that to? <laughs> oh, this big 
union, like old boys union guy, he goes, look, mate, I could, I could have to call the cops about this. <laughs> about, like, what if I did do that? Would it make the New York news? You're... And would it be for the game? Yeah, your, your rugby extremism was, um, it was intense, wasn't it? Like, I remember actually, fuck, that reminds me of a young, my older brother also anti-rugby for quite a number of years. <laughs> he went on, you know, at the end of school, you um, had like a week, it was like the second, sixth form was what we used to call it back in the day, but I think it's called year 12 now. Yeah. Or year 11 if you're in Australia. You had a week to finish school, but they somehow pointlessly sent you back to school. So you could either choose like a three-day activity. Some people um, played golf. Some people went and did, um, you know, kayaking. Um, our gay uh, music teacher had Marwick's movie Madness. Was It was actually his. And they went to the movies three days in a row. My brother went on a screen printing course and got a number of T-shirts made up. And it just had a, rugby sucks was on the front of the T-shirt. <laughs> quite ahead of his time oh shit that, oh, I did the same thing <laughs> and he walked I remember him walking down Christchurch which is a fucking rugby union heartland and he reckons he got a lot of positive comments about it really yeah I, I made a screen printed shit when I was in Wellington called yeah I said what did I say rugby shit or something on one side and on the back it said rugby league no flankers <laughs> What? You want to see me wear it? I've actually heard that. Yeah, I've actually... and then I got, and then I made a dog judo T-shirt. Remember that? What? Yeah, I, I actually can claim to have started. Anyone out there who hasn't seen dog judo, it's probably about ten, fifteen years old now. It's phenomenal. But I actually, yeah. I actually started that um, amongst our group. I got it given. Did to you? Me, I got it gifted to me by a guy I work with, Cam Scott, who said, "Check this out. I found this," and then really? fuck it took off. Um, yeah, I mean I've. It's, it was it, good. It sold out though after a couple of years, I reckon. Potentially. Yeah. I thought the production, like when the production was real, just jittery and shit. It was just phenomenal. Um, but then it got a little bit too polished. Maybe they got some money injected. Anyway, back to you living in a non-rugby league town, Melbourne. Are there just pockets? Is it like you know, probably when no, the Secret it, Service of Russia was sort of like trying to, um, you know, get get rid of the pockets of rebellion? Are the pocket league pockets like? There what? it is. And I mean, I. Ooh. I remember I went down to the VRL Victorian Rugby League Grand Final a couple of years ago when I was down here. Yeah, I've and I took some. Uh, still got those records. You'd play them to the to our fans, but yeah, you get Werribee is a big. Oh, these are legal. Werribee Casey, a lot of um, New Zealand immigrants. It seems funny, eh? Like in um, the affiliate states, Victoria WA, that mm. is actually New Zealand immigrants that actually keep the league going. Mm. So it's almost like New Zealanders travel more than, say, a New South Welshman or a Queenslander. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's not. So if you go, so with that Victorian Rugby League grand final I went to, I stepped out of the car. It was you could have been in Huntley, like for oh, a finals down. Oh. There was cannabis, like just wafting over the ground. The beats. I think I shared a couple of beats with you. Just real rugby league tunes yeah, playing. Yeah. Between I remember games. you shazammed a couple and sent them down to me, and I oh. put them into playlist straight away. It was just uh, tremendous. Yeah. So it's interesting. So is that because Queensland's and New South Wales leagues, people don't travel as much? Potentially, you know? I think they probably only travel to each other's states, but very rarely, because they're so league, which is, I guess, a compliment, do they travel to non-league states? So, um, And I mean, in Hong Kong, it was always... It was probably the British leagues that actually 
I don't know. They've just got a different. They're more worldly than an Aussie leaguey. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think that's just Australians in general. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to the NRL. Week four done, dusted. Jeez, a nice. It's Easter's. I forget how good Easter is. It's good, isn't it? For that Monday game, you've got Thursday to Monday footy. Yeah, I quite like having that. Like we, we, we I mean, the, our fans would know. Uh, fans is probably not the right word. Our people that listen to us, our they are our people. They know we're big fans of Monday night football, right? Mm. I like to have only having two games on a Saturday. I really like that because that's all you need. Yeah, you don't means, need three. It means you can channel your focus on two, whereas the Super Saturday, um, or as Steve Maskell called it, Stupid Saturday, when there's three. Like, Is that what just, he calls it? He doesn't yeah, like it. Yeah, I think that's why. He, yeah. You just can't. You just have to write off a game because there's no, no you fucking you way your mumsy is letting you watch back to back to back league games on a Saturday night. That's just um, this is not possible. It's not possible. So, it, could we get that? Just drop down the Saturday to two and have a Monday night. That, I'd love Monday. Night. I know that puts a bit more. Um, pressure on the players I guess you just have to change your get your draw right so people don't have too many Monday night and the Thursday night games yeah yeah which yeah. which is the NRL famous for fucking that up Two, I think uh, yeah no you go mate I, I think uh, and it's probably something we need to talk about on other show is we need to drop down from 25 rounds but yeah do you know what I mean yeah Benji's been pushing that um pushing that case forward for a while now he reckons I think he was saying maybe 22 and then it basically extends the um he extends the amount of time you can have for rep football and stuff exactly it's stupid at the moment because you sort of play each team 1.8 times yeah it's ridiculous and then who are those extra teams how do they determine the draw so if you play well twice one year do you not have to play them twice the year after no because say Penrith right they always try and Penrith Parramatta you always play twice because it's a it's a um, derby game so Penrith have a have a leg up this year, easy because they've got to be, they'll play Parramatta twice. Whereas we always get Storm twice because yeah. they're trying to sort of get a rivalry going there. Yeah, and they've done and a reasonable job with it. Yeah, with the Anzac Day, but I mean, yeah. it's just that's tough on us, you know, coming up against them twice. Yeah, compared, you know, come against the, against the Titans twice as well. Yeah, don't get better, don't get better, get better though. Um, speaking of Benji Marshall. I know you didn't oh. watch the game this afternoon, but he was very, very Hell. good again. And Barely. the Tigers flogged the Eels. They absolutely fucking put it on them. And the Eels came back at the end. But they were just like, they weren't giving away penalties. They weren't making mistakes. They just looked like they're a real well-drilled unit. They just looked storm-esque. And like, there's, the players aren't going to rock your socks off. Like, the, t- the back, both, both teams, actually, they're not going to, you know scare you with the big names they've got to pass they've arguably got not one superstar in the team I mean do they have any rep players the Tigers I'm talking about no they don't do they I mean because I was a couple of Kiwi um, reps no Kiwi rep players yeah yeah. so but I was actually watching the New South Wales Cup game today before I came on which was between Wentworthville Magpies which is the Parramatta Feeder Club and Western Suburbs Magpies, which is a West Tigers Feeder Club. Hmm. And I, I had to leave about three quarters of the way through, but they were up like 32-4 when I left the, the Magpies. Hmm. They've got a very, like, there's their team in New South Wales Cup, again, they're not great players, but they've just got like a lot of quite good players. So they had Mahi Fanua, who scored a hatcher. I know you don't rate him, but hmm. he could he could hold he's, his own. He's, he's the first grader. They also had McQueen um, in the second round. 
Yeah. And they've got like drink water, which I, who's decent okay. little half. And Nofaluma. Uh, Nofaluma was playing exactly. So they, they, even though you don't think they've got those big, they actually got like, I think they've just got a good spread of players that'll dig in for you. And that's, and Cleary, obviously last year, he didn't have the, the, the roster he wanted, but he's... He came halfway through the season. You're never going to come halfway through the season and, you know, he held it together. He, he stopped getting them the um, wooden spoon. Yeah, you're right, but oh, I, mean, I think we've said it. We've said he's the arguably the best coach in the NRL, right? Oh, I think he's top five. He's the not top five, but there's, there's no still, one's better than Craig Bellamy. Okay, but there's still big question marks on how the how the Panthers let him go. Oh, there's there's got to be more to that story. It just seems as though Phil Gill got too smart. He just overthought it and said that he needed a rest, needed a break. He brought in Anthony Griffin, who's just, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty hard to say who's a good coach and who's not, but I'd say Ivan Cleary's body of work is a lot more impressive than Anthony Griffin's body of work, put it that way. I agree, but did you actually, and I haven't seen the full uh, media conference, but did you see Ricky Stewart after his loss? Fuck. If there is a, surely there's a Ricky Stewart um, press conference Facebook page or something that just is collecting this material and I saw on um, Making the Nut the other day Tedeschi said Ricky Stewart's next loss will be blamed on and he gave all these different options and he had a dollar point zero one the referee's making a horrific mistake (laughs) no but this is the most brilliant thing about this uh, I did see it I did see it I did see it he didn't blame it on anything he basically (laughs) said my players are shit he did I reckon um, he actually went into the changing sheds after the game and goes guys I'm just a heads up I'm going to fucking tell you up in this press conference. You were that bad, but I just need i need to do something publicly to kind of clear the air. Yeah, because yeah. Jared Croker sat next to him like he'd just seen a ghost. He was just white. He looked sick. And then, and then at the it's end, he said... At a press conference. Did you see what he said at the end? He said, now, he goes, we're soft, we're this, we're soft, that, we're soft, this, blah, blah, blah. And he said, look, what happens is we get under pressure and we wilt. And if she, that's a good tip for all you coaches out there. Just put us under pressure and we'll wilt we'll something along those lines. <laughs> but it's true. They've just, they, I mean, they've, they've been in positions where they could win and they've just wilted. Oh, mate. Uh, I mean, it's, it's refreshing to coach should come out and just say, look, I've got a shit team. Yeah. It's, it's look, they've narrowly, narrowly lost the first three. They could have easily be 3-0. and They could have so easily been 3-0. and And, you know... It was fucking tough to go to Lotto Land. I still can't believe we actually say that, that you're going to Lotto Land. Like, what other sport has a stadium that you go to say, who have you got? I've got Manly. Whereabouts? <laughs> I'm going to Lotto Land. Boy, uh, you know a black mate of ours, Blinky, and uh, who lives in Canada. Yeah. He actually texts me during the week. He goes, what the fuck is that with this one 300-smile stadium? And I go to him, he goes, what the hell is that? Some, like, dental thing. And I was like, fuck it, mate, I don't even know, to be honest. So that, that's not even working. And then I go to him, mate, that's not even the worst. Guess, guess what Brookvale Oval is? And he's like, uh, now nah, what is it? Tell me, go, mate. I can't tell you because you won't believe me. Look it up. And he was just like, you've got a ground called Lotto Land. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, always thought one three hundred. And until you just said the word dentist, I was like, "Fuck, that must be it." I thought it was yeah. a camera shop. 
I thought it was um, a mental health one. Like, we rang up if you're, like, depressed or something for some reason. Oh, like the Black Dog Institute. Like, you're going down to play, like, maybe a real grim place, like, going down to Campbelltown. So maybe Campbelltown (laughs) renames their their stadium Black Dog Institute Stadium. Um, Fuck, that would be a tough, that would be a tough away trip. Lotto Land is actually, so did you actually know what Lotto Land was, what their business model was? Yeah, yeah. What is it? They're an aggregator of um, overseas lotteries. So essentially, you can buy a ticket to all the overseas lotteries. They've got like a, it's like a quirk of um, the law. I think they actually went through court and everything and they won a massive injunction so that then you basically can be not a citizen of that country and buy a ticket to the lottery and they take like a big clip of it. Ah, I see. Interesting. So you can buy tickets to all the big US lotteries, basically. And, like, and then Turnbull's actually there's a law that changed last week which basically says they can't do business in Australia though oh really but yeah just came oh, out last week right. so. but they're still going to honour their agreement or something yeah, agree- yeah their sponsorship agreement yeah so it's interesting I mean fuck who wants to bet on an American lottery like what is wrong with you mate there's people that fucking shit themselves because they don't want to leave the pokies they'll do anything and there's people that bet oh, on- shit. have you seen that <laughs> have you not told you that yarn when no. I was like a young piss rat out in <laughs> South Auckland, went to um, went out to a pub and there was an old lady who um, was so close to getting the jackpot and she didn't want to go to the toilet, so she shat herself and you could smell it everywhere. Another known like tick, uh, tip to, you know, not leave your machine is to piss in the like the vent at um, the below, like it's like a mini urinal. What? Yes. Hang on. These guys don't want to leave in case they lose the jackpot. Oh, so because uh, jackpot's basically just how much your oh, lines run. No, uh, no, right. jackpot's like when all the machines are linked up to each other, yeah. and then like from a periodical basis it'll go off, and then ding, ding, ding. If you touch yeah. the button at the same time it goes off, the first person to touch the button gets the jackpot. Oh, I didn't realise that. Is that uh, yeah okay? Yeah, um, learned that from Dale Ethorn, big pokey man. Also taught me the cardinal <laughs> rule of playing pokies. And for anyone out there who gets tanked up and doesn't mind jumping in the VIP lounge, is features always come in threes. So if you, whenever you get a feature on a poker game, always stick around until you get three of them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like a human-based program. So there's going to be some human intricacies to it, right? I mean, yeah. I just don't... Uh, it's never... I know Tibsy, you know, my best mate and my daughter's god father he loves them but i just don't get it <laughs> it's just it's once you once you really see the worst of the worst then it puts you off you just yeah it's um it's horrific in saying that um actually no i'll get to that later i wanted to talk about the owen four team so we chatted briefly about the raiders their best players yeah. not here hodgson we went into them last week we've covered the raiders we've slagged them off enough and we actually had a couple of people say take it easy on them this week which we will what about the Eels? Now, I read a stat just before it came on in that 11 times in their history, they have started 0-4. Eight yep. times, they have got the wooden spoon. Will this be a ninth this year? Hang on. Did you say 11 times they've, they've started, started the yeah. competition 0-4? I, I find that surprising. But, yeah, okay. And then eight times they get the wooden spoon from that. So... Gee, I just, I just think they've actually got too much firepower to get the spoon. Are They're you, almost like a warriors. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 
This is what the big myth is, all right? I'm going to read you the 17 that they pulled out today, and you tell me if this has got firepower. Yeah, Will Smith. But... Will Smith, George, quite... George Jennings, Michael Jennings, Kurosomo Avaa, Josh Hoffman, Corey Norman, Mitchell Moses. Just on the back line, you'd say that, and I know that there's no Hayne or Bevan French or Gutherson, but that's fine. Everyone has injuries. You would say that is bottom three? Yeah, it is pretty bad when you look at it that way. I mean, yeah, okay. Now wait for this. Wait for this. This is their four pack. This is piss weak. Daniel Alvaro, Kaiser Pritchard, Tim Manor, Manu Ma'u, Kenny Edwards, Nathan Brown, and then on the bench, Tepai Moroa, Bo Scott, Penny Terapo, and fucking T-Rex. <laughs> he get run today, did he? Oh, he they are scraping the bottom of the I barrel. Hope he didn't drive to the ground because the the, the blokes have been done DIC that many times. Um, that's that team, and again, the caveat: they're missing a couple. That's a fucking awful team. Well, why were we saying prior to the season that they're premiership smokies? Because we got Horny overseeing Bevan French and Guffo and Jared Hayne. Yes, and the, that the, forward know. pack with a T-Pi Marawa and a Kenny Edwards. And sort are they going to go on? And then Kane Evans was coming in and, you know, everyone just got waxed. That's a shit team that is not going anywhere near the eight. Agreed. They're not making the eight, but I just can't see them getting the spoon. I mean, I think... Even the Knights start to come back into favor, into the spoon position for spoon now. Yeah, just Moga oh. doing a fourth ACL. Oh, just, I just don't think cunt. they can get it together, you know? Speaking of ACLs, right, this is this has got pointed out to me uh, by a, a big legal counsel listener, big Roosters man, Rory Cunningham. And he did say that the ACL, such a huge injury, it takes you a good two years to get back to your best, doesn't it? Like, people yep. that come back the year after, and this is why Gutherson, he's not going to be the same player. He did an ACL. Mollins uh, took, like, three years to even get back onto, onto the field after his third. Roger, Roger was not the same player last year. He no, sort of came, came together at the that end. ACL as well? Yeah. Maybe he did it in Wellington. Yeah, um, yeah I know he did. Not yeah, contact. Um, rugby league ACL injuries... It's just people expect, oh, yeah, you can get back in nine months. You can. You are not the same player. So that first year... Moga, Moga was one of those prodigies that everyone was like, yeah, he's going to be just... And, and he just hasn't been able to fulfill that because he just can't get on the park. Because and then of the injuries. He, the was, he, he was the next Israel Falau. He was yeah. f- unbelievable that first year. 18? When he played for the Roosters? Yeah, yes. Yep. And then went up to the Cowboys, right? Or did he go first game with the Cowboys? Yeah, went to the Cowboys, then yep. went... To Broncos, yeah, and then he he started to find good form at Broncos. Yeah, it was good last and then yeah, yeah, but that again, it was just uh, the poor bloke. Yeah, feel bloody sorry for him. Speaking of the Broncos, few sort of comments slung your way about the Broncos. Not maybe yeah, not so all, all right up there. But a big fan of the show, uh, Clayton Sellers. I used to play footy with him. He's a good rugby league man. Um, Michael Hagen's nephew. Um, his his cousin has married Ben Hunt. And he's... So take this with a grain of salt, but he's off the Broncos big time. Uh, but I just think he, he sort of... He will be hearing a bit of stuff, I reckon, that could be worth listening to. And he's saying that it's just toxic at the Broncos. Um, he thinks Wayne should get the tap on the shoulder and ask to move on. 
Um, again, I think I was texting you in the week. Some of their recruitment decisions you have to look at now and think, what's they're paying a million dollars a year for Milford who can't pass and can't kick. Um, yes, totally, he's a, a game winner and stuff like that, but you can't really make the top eight. And I love Cody Nakarima, but with Milford with Nakarima, it just doesn't work, right? Mate, I couldn't agree with you more. When 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 do when did Brisbane start playing a million bucks a season for Sydney guys like like Milford and fuck have you seen Jack Bird? He's fat. He swallowed a fucking dog. So what? Just... And so they pay two million dollars for two halves from New South Wales. Back in the day, the Broncos, the Halcyon years, you would they yep. would get only maybe one person from out of Brisbane and he would be like an absolute out and out superstar. Yeah, like, like Anthony a Mundine Lazarus. or yeah, a exactly. Lazarus or yeah, you yeah, know yeah. or a Devere. Or a Mick Devere. But no, Devere did the job. Yeah, Devere. He was a good Bronco. And Chris yeah. Johns, he was like the yeah. first New South Wales rep back back in those days. But yeah. I think you're right, like Nicarima and Milford as your as steering your team around the park, mate. I think that they thought that they were going to if get, get, get Ash Taylor, didn't they? They thought, well, Ben Hunt can go. We're going to get Ash Taylor. And actually, everyone in the world probably thought Ash Taylor was going to go to the Broncos. When he mm. didn't, they are they are just not... I mean... Darius Boyd don't want Darius Boyd could yeah. sort of play a instrumental role from fullback, but he just can't at the moment. Like, you and I are Darius's biggest fans in terms yeah. of a, a football player, but, I mean, yeah. he's just... For him to be sitting at fullback, he can't chime in at the moment with any nah. real impetus. It's just a bit... You, you can't Look, imagine I, I, him being a leader either. Like, like Darius is probably, like, a great person to have in Queensland or New South Wales... Uh, sorry, Queensland or Australian team. But exactly. as a club guy, like, he can't be asked to lead a team and then you've got Nicarima Milford I'm sure McCulloch is is a good club man but there's no there's no like mental firepower in that Broncos team is there no but I mean people keep saying and you know Artie or Clayton sort of said to me they're gone I'm like but they are the Broncos right and and again they're two and two Um, it doesn't look good they've lost to a Titans team that I think are Look, they lost by 50-odd to the Dragons. We, they're going to be one of these teams that is going to win a few, but they're not going to make the eight. Is Bennett going to leave them in the next couple of years in the same state that he left the, the Knights and the Dragons? Well, that's the that's the thing. I think it could well be, you know. Because, fuck, once Friday's gone and Darius is gone, you'd say the next couple of years... There's no real, like, up-and-coming superstars. Eh, from Isaka? I mean, Pong, uh, Pangai's pretty good. Isaka? Yasako, he looks like a good young winger, but he's a winger. Yeah, you got the, like, the uh, Sherman, whatever is that Japanese bloke, and Jonas Pearson. They get a lot of those th- Thursday Island blokes yeah. or top end, but they don't seem to bring them on. Like, uh, even some of the country kids from, like, Ash Taylor was who they should have built their club around. Um, they took Milford ahead of him. Like that. Yes, Milford might win you a few games, but he's not going to... He's going to lose you a lot more than bloody... I uh, just don't get it. Well, and they technically took Nicarima ahead of... I mean, they took a lot of different guys ahead of um, Ash Taylor. I think that's probably the one that will come back and um, rue them. And, and even Jared Wallace, letting him go. I know. And Jared Wallace and, I've, Jared Wallace and Jair are two of my... Favorite forwards, but yeah, look, I'm not writing them off yet. But 
Gee, I mean, you look at Gillette there. You look at their team. They're good. I mean, Lodge. I mean, what does that say in terms of your culture? You're signing him. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. Um. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos are not going to be top four. They'll they'll be fighting it out for the bottom seeds of the eight. Based on what we've mostly covered already, this show is this. I was having a thinking about this. Is this the most open Premiership year since 2005 when the Cowboys and the Tigers? Both had Cinderella runs. The the Cowboys made the playoffs for the first time in 04 and lost a heartbreaker to the Roosters in the preliminary final. And then the Tigers came home with a wet sail, finished maybe ran one, nine or ten of their last twelve. And they were a bit of a um no one picked those two to be in the grand final. And then since then you sort of pick three or four teams that can win it. It's yep. so open this year. <laughs> Yes, I would agree. I, I, I tend to agree. I can't remember a more open. Maybe when the Rabbitohs won, I thought, thought 2014. I mean, I just think. Uh, I mean, we look at the team, the contenders: Storm, Sharks, Roosters. They're all in a little bit of trouble, but we're only round four, mate. And again, the ref breakdown is hurting those teams that have pushed the the rules for too long so I think this ref crackdown is actually going to make it the most open comp because now, now it's, it's a different game now yeah and I was pretty against it last week but I've read a lot this, this week saying that this is just a backlog of 10 years worth of just this yep. insistence on letting um you know, the power brokers that control the game, the, the coaches, the whingers, just saying, nah, yep. nah. You shouldn't be having Greenberg, having a go at Greenberg about nah. what he's doing, about the crackdown, that you can have a go at him, or the NRL in general, that it's taken this long. Yep. No, Because then it wouldn't be so extreme. You're too far deep now, because games have been influenced, and this is where the thing, you, you have to stick to it now, because games have been influenced to such a huge degree through the first four rounds that any... Yep change intact would mean that this season's a bit of a rot, wouldn't it? Well, if you change back to last year's tact, Storm could finish eighth and win the comp. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's 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 why they're two and two. I have quite... They start playing rugby league, not wrestle ball. I quite enjoy, though, that um, both Bennett and Bellamy have said, nah, they're doing the right thing, we've just got to adjust. Bellamy's that happy. That's class. If Bellamy said that, respect-based. You know, I think... And no, Wayne, when Wayne, Wayne might have his other issues, but when Wayne comments on the game, I generally think he's almost always bang on. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, I thought the Roosters-Warriors um, game was a good game of football. I mean, it was open. They, they, the Roosters got penalised quite heavily, but they were infringing. And then you had Reese Robinsons with, you know, feet for hands. Well, he went and got Rara hands, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Lebanese international winger was a sh- that was a shocker. Oh, but Rio, you were at the game, weren't you? And what I did was. you? What were some of those pick? What did you pick up from being live at a at a boil over? It was, it was like to, to, to on the way to the game, on my way to have a couple of Roger Skuvasa shakes at the cricketers' arms, and find out that Sean Johnson's been ruled out, which is on top of mannering. Hey, I told you early in the morning. Well, we're not really. You know, that was going around in my head. Yeah. Okay. Zone Gavitt. Mannering and Johnson. You know, any Warriors fan who calls himself a Warriors fan would know that that's a recipe for a 50-point drubbing. So I had that, but I actually thought, fuck, no, this team that I've seen the first three weeks, it's not about the individual, it's about the system they've created. It's like a 
it's like a storm system or a San Antonio Spurs system or you know, any one of those great teams that you take out a great player and just the system is the system someone else plugs in and plays. And I just had a weird little feeling that we'd still go all right, maybe not win. Exactly but, what I had, yeah. But I'll tell you what I noticed being live is that we had the Roosters completely run off their feet after 15 minutes, 20 minutes. They were blowing. They were hunched over and blowing. The Warriors looked like the fittest team in the world. They really? just so fast. And even though they were racing off the line a bit and getting penalised and stuff, that, it didn't bother them. They were yeah, just yeah, yeah. so fucking fit. I um, mean, one thing I've noticed from TV of the game was just every time we made a tackle or fell off a tackle, the guy that would just, they'd got up on their feet so much quicker, oh, not yeah. like lying around. But, but I was just thinking, look, fitness, everything comes from fitness. When guys are fit, then they know that they're capable of doing better deeds, the desire's there, and then the belief. Yeah, That's what yeah. it, they've it just got belief. Yeah, it gives you a bigger heart. Yeah, <clears> it gives I you a bigger ticker. I mean, at the end of the day, you, under fatigue conditions, yeah. you, you can push yourself a bit further. And it's just, at the end of the day, if you, the fitness is everything. Once you've got a fit team, even if you're a small guy, at least you can get in there to the yeah. 60th or 70th minute. Yeah. And there's been quite... Now, HIA has actually changed our game quite a bit too because it's actually... A lot of players are getting ruled out, not coming back on. And then all of a sudden, you're using a... Um, your, your interchange bench isn't like the... You're having to use a two or three players mm. and you're not getting these big boppers just fresh, ruining the game, which sort of... Not ruining the game, but it sort of kept the the skillful player out that couldn't um, you know compete. When you get fucking Sam Cassie, the old Sam Cassiano running at you in the 69th minute, fresh as a daisy, yeah. you know a smaller sort of Peter Godin is not going to survive. Yeah, hundred percent. The, the weirdest thing to me was seeing guys that I remember just thinking were not first graders. Guys like Bunty Afoa, Jazz Tafunga, they were some Bunty. of the better players out there on the field. Um, Mamalo hasn't made a mistake for three and a half Mamalo, games. That's unusual. I called him the worst player in the comp, and last year he with was. Hands, he was. He was. He's been supply. People were scared of him. He was running, and later in the second half, he was like changing direction and running straight at Cronk. It was just brilliant to watch. On Cronk, now there's two big players I want to call out. Obviously, the Warriors played brilliantly, and no one in the crowd could believe it. Shout out to the Roosters crowd, by the way. Just brilliant happy to get you know rugby league banter the whole time they just couldn't believe their eyes they just thought and they go who is this team they were saying who is this team out there referring <laughs> to the Warriors but the two players I want to call out is one I've never rated him and I slightly came around to him a bit last year but James Tedesco is nowhere near what people think he is and he's not even a, he's not even a speck on James Tedesco's undies uh, sorry uh, J- Tom Tom to he is nowhere near as good as him as a fullback oh, and shit. I don't know why the fuck anyone would put him in ahead of him in origin Tedesco is just a fast player with nothing else he can't pass his defence is okay his positional play nothing more than you know any <laughs> other d- uh, fullback but if you're the Roosters you let go of a Connor Watson and even a Michael Gordon. I'd have both of those guys over to this guy and save myself a million bucks. He was fucking average. He's never been to the playoffs. He's never done anything other than a handful of good six to seven good club games and maybe a good origin game last year. Where does this all this hype come from, Tedesco? They love a fast, you know, good-looking kid from Camden, don't they? He's, he is oh, not no better than Brett Hodgson. 
No, he's a bit bigger, right? Yeah, no, he's and, a bit wider. Look, mate, t- I'm not. I, there's been some great rugby league minds that have picked him like Politis. So I'm going I'm to reserve my judgment a bit. I mean, you've seen him once. It's one game. But one, I, I, tend to, I tend he's not to turbo. agree. He's not Tommy Turbo. No, Tommy Turbo is the best fullback in the game. No question. He's just everywhere. And you know they've got one of the other Turbovich's brother is actually a cricketer and coming up through the ranks in New South Wales. And then there's another one, Ben, that's coming up through the... Like he's under 17 or something. They reckon he's going to be awesome as well. Really? Fuck, yeah, man. Ben what Turbovich. A My favourite... Um... Anglo-Saxon white Australian league players that I think I've ever remember. They're not Anglo-Saxon, they're Slovakian. Uh, are they? Yeah, in fact, they, they, I think two, Tommy, I think both of them played for Slovakia in a couple of games. My favourite Eastern European heritage um, leagueies. Uh, Quote. The but, they just immediately have put faith in them. And so, oh, oh, those I, are the teams. Just, I love them. Yeah. My other big observation was, apart from just that unbelievably bad body language in the Roosters team they knew they were beaten like into the first half they knew they were beaten when the Warriors held them out time and time again they took the two points was this is is a big call but Cooper Cronk right he's only ever played for a top four team his whole life he's played with some of the great players in the history of the game he's played in some of the great teams in the history of the game he's played for Queensland Australia and the Storm and no one else what I saw out there, he's obviously a terrific player, but what I saw out there, he came across as a real front runner. And by front runner, I mean that if he's up and winning and ahead, he's, you know, he's all over here and he's great and it's polished and it looks good. The moment that there's adversity, I mean, how many times have the storm been flogged in the Cronk era? Like flogged like they were on Saturday night? <laughs> yeah, none. not many. None. I reckon none. Yeah. What he was doing right, he started to get real dirty and niggly but he was jumping on players and like jumping in with the elbow you know the old facial massage he did it three or four yeah, times yeah. and then Luke did a perfectly good tackle um, you know it was one of those ones at the same time as you kick and Kronk yeah. tried to have a crack at him and then Luke was just sort of laughing and waving his finger and telling him to look at the scoreboard and then really? from <laughs> then on from then on the Warriors just directed all this traffic at Kronk and like Mel Marlowe was targeting him someone else was targeting him it just didn't like what I saw there, eh? Just a real sort of petulant little, you know, we're getting flogged, so I'm going to start getting dirty. It's kind of like what Smith does a little bit, and Thide, eh? And Josh Maguire. Those Queenslanders, they don't take winning, that are uh, losing, sorry, that well, do they? They get a bit... Yeah, no, those, those are the sort of players that you... But <laughs> that's why they are like they are, I guess. Like, no one likes losing, especially those sort of guys. I mean, but I mean, he's not playing in a poor team, right? I mean... Roosters are still going to be a top four team. Yeah, definitely. Aren't they? Or have we no, I think, I think already they'll, they'll shown that they're not that good? Look, it's four rounds. I'm not going to overreact. I still think Roosters will be top four, pretty close to top four. Okay. But what, what I think until probably last week, I thought, yeah, Warriors and Dragons, they'll be pretty good. They might make the eight now. Um, and I had my top four worked out of my head. Now I think there's a genuine chance that they actually continue to hover around that top four. And the Dragons are my... Shit, I could see them getting minor premiers. The Dragons, I agree. I mean, I think I said to you, they have a confidence about them, which I've never seen in a Dragons team before. They know that if they can beat any team in the comp, mm-hmm. they can roll, their forward pack can demolish oh, you. Pack and then with it, huge. just put nothing in a hole. I mean, yeah, last fight. 
I know, but even to me, I never really rated them. Yeah. But they have just they go when they get on the field. They've just like they're just their forward pack mate is scary. When Frizzell, Vaughan, DeBellin, Armel are just coming at you, mm. no, and then Sims? you've got and Sims like Adonis. Like you've got a um, a very good football side, yeah, and they you just didn't even mention James Graham. But he's not the guy that's just going to come at you. No. Well, he is, but well, he really not on the same way. Like, you try and tackle those chafed-filled thighs of Paul Vaughan. Like, they're just it's relentless. I actually, I don't, I actually don't mind watching them play. Like, no, they get that the playing different. The same way I like watching sort of that Broncos in 1998 just tear apart like a Western Suburbs yeah. Magpies team yeah. Hamilton. Just too like, big, just too strong. Ruthlessly. But that, that, this is the underrated thing, right? Is last year they were looking pretty good like this last last year. Uh-huh. They had fucking Josh McCrone at seven. But we uh, never, like this time last year, you can go back to the legal council. Um, I know that because they've got Ben Hunt not... and James Graham. That's two huge ins for uh-huh. them this year. Uh-huh. And Ben Hunt's got the reins and. Mate. I was always a big fan of Ben Hunt. No, nah, I, I had, I've been on record. I think he needed to show more. He has had one good season in his whole life. And he's just a, a good halfback, mate. Yeah. Well, he is this year anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, again, Mary, he still doesn't fill me with nah. confidence. But his team, wow. I'm, I'm, I like the Dragons. I can't wait for the Warriors to play the Dragons. But this week, like, we've got a desperate Cowboys coming over to Mount Smart. Double header at Mount Smart. Which I think, but we're going to get a good crowd anyway. But I mean, the Cowboys one and three Something's could be one right and... there, eh? Like I've even heard people say that Thurston doesn't look right. He doesn't. Well, you saw JFH run over him. Uh, I don't know. Again, uh, still Cowboys, Cowboys are still Cowboys are still my premier pick. Is that right? They mate, look at the team, and and all they need to I... do is get to the top four. Yeah. Okay. I just again, we're gonna. There's going to be a lot of questions about this weekend's game. It's not a do or die for them, put it that way. Who's playing the game before? Tigers still. Tigers still. Again? Yeah, yeah. That's where where fucking um, schedule is stuffed, right? It's ridiculous. Yep. Um, Oh, that'll be a brilliant game. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how big the crowd is. Um, What came out in the weekend? Fafita committing to Tonga on some sort of MMA podcast? What you thought? Oh God, he's scumbag in there. I rate for Peter though. Like he's a yeah, regular. Good on him. Good, like what about all these New South Welshmen there yeah. that I've, on a couple of forums I'm on are going, oh, he's just saying it because he wouldn't have got picked from you. Bullshit. Bullshit. He would have definitely yeah, got picked. He's a fucking big man, big, big time player. Yeah. No one can score a try like he scored yeah. in that 2016 Grand Final. If you're not yeah. a big game player, that's sour grapes from Aussies like that saying shit like that. And I sometimes say it. When, I know how they I, feel when someone turns your back on you, especially your national team or your state team you immediately go to the attack i can see those attack dogs i know why they do it it's it's, it's the thing is, okay all good for it all good on you for feeder i love i love that he's done it it's a great love what he's move. done it but can we organize a game for them because <laughs> gonna play why can't why because can't new zealand play? oh no we're going over to denver which will be phenomenal should be phenomenal but and apparently i think the aussies might organize a game in doha against tonga really but seriously yeah apparently they're just putting the final throws all you need to do 
is book out bloody Parramatta Stadium on November the 4th, Australia Tonga, Fiji Tonga, England Tonga. I don't care. Yeah. Just set it up. Or kick in the Mount Smart. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's actually pretty weak of New Zealand to not have organised a Tonga game when they could have capitalised on it because I think they were dragging the chain. It was Tonga that wanted to. Agreed. So we've got, obviously we go to Denver, which... The more I think about it, the more weird it is. But we get a million bucks, and so Jason Moore—it's good. More, good. More sports. I don't know how the fuck he can make this a. Look, I'm not a great businessman, but I don't know how he's going to make much money out of this. Who, who's, uh, who's that? More Sports International, who do the um, they the, who are basically the promoters of this event. So anyway, they've committed a million bucks to England Rugby League and General Rugby League. Now, we've also got a Trans-Tasman clash in Auckland against Australia at the end of the year. Do we? Um, yeah, and then we, go to, and then we go to England So for three, three tests, which is bloody hard, but we just need the money, right? But we need to fit a game against... Like, you, in the rep weekend, all you, if, let's say we were going to Denver, all you do is you book out Eden Park and you basically say, Kiwis Double are playing... Top, yep, Samoa, Fiji, whoever else, yeah, get yeah, in there. Cool. Imagine and, that. I've never seen an atmosphere like that game at Mount Smart. Yeah, it was it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Um, mate... And also, if we mentioned the TV, the Pungwai, like that, they've already got a world-class forward I back. Know, I know, that It's scary how good they could be. Tumbalo could be the two premier forwards in two years. All yeah. that Tumbalo already is, and Pungwai's not far away. And then Fafita, how old will Fafita be now? He must 28, be 28, I think. Jeez, he's in, like, his early days of the Tigers. Yeah. How the fuck did the Tigers let Fafita go? They had a bit, remember they had a big lot bust up and it was pre-Benji leaving it was like uh, yeah. Bryce Gibbs uh, Fafita went to Cronulla right, Bryce Gibbs who else did there's heaps of them went Heinington George yep Maltzen what's he doing now Uber driving alright who's that Maltzen Maltzen yeah see actually Tedesco's no he's a Maltzen <laughs> excuse me yeah he's, he's um yeah, I don't need to go back over Teddy. Um, match of the round next week, mate. What would you say? Well, Could go past. Yeah, I'm going to run through them. I'll run through them. Raiders, Bulldogs, no. Sharks, Roosters, very good game, that. The Southern Cross Stadium. Dragons, Rabbitohs, not too bad. Tigers, Storm, good, very good. Warriors, Cowboys. Do you like the Dream Rabbitohs game? Because I think it's a big test on the Rabbitohs. Yeah, I... But they should, the Dragons should walk through them, quote. Rabbitohs are a tough out. Titans, yep. Eagles, and Eels, Panthers. I think you're going to say Warriors, Cowboys. Oh, I think so. Just everyone. I guess, and still, back in mind, I don't believe what I'm seeing. Neither do I. But I tell but you, geez, what, if it's not a bad day. Like Gavin Cooper's playing on one leg, mate. The poor bloke. Yeah, the Cowboys look a bit. And a couple of people said this: is that not many big name players play preseason this year. Eh? I think there's a few teams that are slow off the blocks and just aren't fit. Yeah, roosters. I still can't believe how just lethargic they were. Eh? Anyway, um, any other things to cover off, mate? We've we've just ripped through forty five minutes pretty quickly here. Gee, was I love talking league? Oh, it's good to see around the tournament back for Wentworthville, but I think his <laughs> dreams are gone. <laughs> yeah, quote. Um, all right, mate. Well, we'll do this right. back next time. Uh, looking forward to a big, big another week of league, um, which starts Thursday with Raiders Bulldogs. Shit of a game, but. Better than nothing. At Bruce? GIO Stadium, yes, Bruce Stadium, formerly known. Best grass in the comp. Best grass and best booze in the competition. Right. 
All right, mate. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Gotta love your league. Gotta love your league, mate.